Welcome to the Ignite Podcast, where you'll discover the secrets to ignite the growth of your agency. Invest in the short term in order to be able to grow in the long term. If he ever built up his business and sold it, he would commit to giving his helper 10% of the proceeds of the business. And he sold his business for 200 million. So he gave him a check for 20 million pounds. If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to find out more about if and how we can help you scale and build the agency of your dreams. All we want you to do is go to fire-wave.co.uk forward slash AJMM and that'll be in the show notes as well. Here are your hosts, Sam and Phil. Today is a solo episode. I'm here on my own without Phil. I don't know what he's doing, something very important, I'm sure, that I'm not needed for. And on this episode, I want to talk about growth. And the reason for that is it's on our minds at the moment, Phil, Phil's mind and mine. Two reasons. One is because we are heading into a new year, 2023, and we're looking at how we can grow our agency and how we can remain obsessive about growth and everything that comes with that. And two is because we are also going to be doing some annual planning with our mastermind members. That's two days here in the lakes with all our fantastic mastermind members, whatever level they're on, to help them grow their business for 2023 too. So we've been putting together some resources, some questionnaires, and really having a think about what growth means for us and our agency and them and their agencies. Now, not everybody wants to grow, and I completely get that. We've always been obsessive about growth since the moment we opened Ashdown Jones. And that's because we always had a really big plan, which at the time was a 10-year plan. We've probably extended it to 15, which kind of makes me feel like we're back at the beginning. But until, I'll say quickly, until I'm 65, which is obviously eons from now. And at that age, I'm probably going to want to either duck out or take it a bit more slowly. Liam looks very unimpressed by that statement. I think it's smart, though, to have a plan because Phil is 30, as I record this, and he's at a very different part of his life than I am. I've kind of done the kids. We're on grandkids now, one of whom is in the room. I'll give a shout out to Riley. And that means that I'm looking at what I'm going to be doing for my retirement and really for the next chapter of my life, whereas Phil is still very much in his family growth mode, which means he's looking at, you know, probably bigger, more expensive cars and houses and all that malarkey. But wherever you are in your business, you've probably got a plan to grow it, to do something with it, either to give you more income or to give you more of your capital investment back. So either to run it and then take a passive income from it or to run it and maybe exit and sell the business. So I've got some questions for you. And I've also want to share with you three truths about growth. So we've actually put together a questionnaire for our annual planning event next week. And I'm going to ask you the same questions. Are you financially secure enough to earn less in the short term to create more wealth in the long term? The reason that's important is because we speak to agents all the time who are incredibly profitable with maybe only one or two members of staff and they're running it either as a husband and wife team or even solo. And they might be turning over four or five hundred thousand pounds a year with just that's actually, you know, a micro team. And 
you, that's about, about as profitable as they're going to be for quite some time. So if they carry on growing, they're going to have to invest in the short term in order to be able to grow in the long term. And they may never be able to pull out that kind of income again in the long term. We know somebody who increased their business to £700,000 a year with only one assistant. You know, you're not going to ever be more profitable than that, are you? So in the short term, you would have to take on more staff in order to grow and take less of an income. And it's a risky investment, especially with the market being as it is. And therefore, you've got to really ask yourself, am I prepared to take a hit in the short term for long-term growth? Growing a business means more staff, more resources, more systems, and more headaches. And if that's made you feel a little bit apprehensive, you're not alone. Because what happens is when you've got a, a larger team, and we've got a team now of, I think, about 16, I keep losing headcount, then that just means more staff reviews, more staff problems, more development issues and challenges, more training, more desks, more computers, more phones. Do you believe that the view is worth the climb? So if you believe that all that hardship will be worth it in the future when you're turning over more money or you've sold your business for a good exit, then now's the time to invest that time and those resources. Do you enjoy having a small team and a loyal client base? If you're running a more of a boutique kind of business, what you'll find is you quite enjoy being at that level of your business where you know everybody, your team and your friends, the people who you're selling houses for, you probably already know, maybe you've sold house to or from them in the past. And you're at quite a comfortable level of your business because you're running this kind of little boutique agency. And you see it with, say, hairdressers, where they've got a little hairdresser's shop, maybe got one or two assistants, and they're quite comfortable at that level. The challenge is getting out of that because getting out of your comfort zone is really hard. And growth is somewhere you've never been before. So if you've never had any more than two members of staff, taking on your third, fourth, fifth member of staff is really hard to do. It's uncharted territory. So if you really enjoy having a small team and a loyal client base, maybe growth isn't for you. Do you enjoy creating something that doesn't exist? So when I first started my first business, uh, Home Truths, my first property-related business, I felt that what I really wanted to get out of it was creating something that wasn't already there. Home Truths was an advice service for vendors to help them sell more effectively for more money and quicker. And that didn't exist at the time. And so what I really enjoyed, what I got a kick out of, was the ideation, creating something that wasn't there before that was now a new business where I was generating money out of nothing that had been there before. Which brings me on to the next question, which is, do you have an innate determination to disrupt the market? So when Phil and I opened Ashdown Jones, we were very determined to do all the things that the other agents wouldn't, couldn't, or just didn't. And that meant things like magazine-style brochures, lifestyle photography, which obviously many more people do now, but at the time, nobody was doing it. It's our lifestyle boards with the pictures on them. It's our styling. It's our external copywriting services. It's all those things that we have done to disrupt the market. And it all starts actually with our NOM and on the market letters because those are what gets into the house in the first place. And even those are written with an, a determination to disrupt in them. So you can feel our disruption as you read those letters. If you have an innate determination to disrupt the market, the industry, your geographical area, whatever it is, then you'll probably have a growth mindset. Do you find you love change and frequently come up with new ideas? Now, I know that Liam will be inwardly nodding at this because, or even outwardly, 
because he knows how many ideas we come and throw at him and go, oh, why don't we try this? Why don't we try this? Oh, no, that was yesterday's idea, Liam. This is a completely new idea. And we went away for a weekend recently, not just me and Liam, the whole team to Yorkshire and stayed in a beautiful house with a hot tub and gorgeous views for the weekend. And on the Sunday morning, I came and found Liam, who was just putting his feet up with a cup of tea and a book and went, I've had a brilliant idea. (laughs) And then just harangued him for the next hour. So that's the life of an entrepreneur, somebody who really wants to keep pushing the boundaries, keep making changes, gets bored at sitting still, doesn't want to settle. If that's you, then growth could be in your future too. Are you working your way out of the day-to-day activities in your business as fast as you can? Talked to one of my mastermind members recently, and this lady's still doing viewings. Now, albeit it was on a special house, but she did have back-to-back viewings all day on a weekend. Is that really the best place for her to be and the best use of her time? And what message is she giving to her team? Is she saying, I can do a viewing better than you can? And also to her vendors who think that they can just say, you need to do the viewings. And she says, yes. So they're treating her very much as a consultant and not as an entrepreneurial owner of a growing business. So if you're still in the day-to-day practices of running your business, you do need to find a way of getting out as soon as you can, even if, as I said earlier, it's going to cost you time, effort and money in the short term. Do you invest the majority of your time and money on developing yourself? So Phil and I spend an absolute fortune on our coach. Costs us something in the region of 45k a year, 40k a year. It's a lot. And also on top of that, we have to visit Birmingham six times a year for two days. So there's all the ancillary costs like travel, accommodation, time out of the office, all those kind of things. And that is just one element of our learning. We also go to seminars and conferences, not just here, but in other countries as well, especially now we can travel. And we also spend a huge amount of time, effort and money on learning through books, podcasts, videos, etc. I probably buy, and again, as Liam will tell you, about a book a day, because you can see it all coming through on Amazon. And they're all books about whatever it is that we're learning about at that time. So at the moment, Phil and I are looking at how to buy a business, how to sell a business, and all the different sort of terminology and jargon that surrounds that and what we would need to know. In fact, we just had a meeting with our accountants and we asked them the same kind of questions. So it's investing our time and energy in looking for the answers to the questions we have right now when we're heading into another phase of our growth. And it's really important that if growth is on your horizon, you're doing the same. You're spending a huge amount of time, effort and money making sure that you know everything you need to know to take the next few steps in your business. Do you practice daily learning through books and podcasts? I think we've covered that. So absolutely we do. And there's a really good podcast called, well, the Ignite podcast, of course, but you are listening to it. And also Built to Sell by John Warrilow, book of the same title, website of the same title. It's a really, really good book and podcast. Do you have a voracious appetite for learning and ideation and spend your days pursuing both? So Phil and I were chatting the other day about an idea that I had for the business that came through two different ideas that merged to to produce this amazing idea, because I do have amazing ideas. And he, he agreed, by the way. He's not here to argue with me. But that came from me learning from lots of different industries and different kind of sources, and then putting two ideas together to come up with a new idea. And that if you look at the great inventions, and I'm not suggesting my idea is a great invention, but, you know, going back over 
decades and centuries. They've probably come from several different ideas together. I mean, wasn't a post-it note a glue that didn't work or something? You know, these inventions have happened because people have either tried and failed or they've brought several ideas together. And that only comes from getting yourself out of your comfort zone, reading things you wouldn't normally read, watching things the same, traveling to places that maybe you wouldn't normally go and talking to people to find out exactly, you know, what they know that you don't know. Heard a lovely story recently about a guy who was buying a house through one of our Mastermind members. My name is Lisa Curran and I run Curran's Unique Homes in Chester. My favourite part of being a Firewave member is definitely the mastermind days. The chance of getting in a room with people with similar challenges, I get an enormous amount from. I really love the structure of Firewave. It keeps me on track. I find it very, very easy to implement and I love the results that it brings to my business. You know, what they know that you don't know. Heard a lovely story recently about a guy who was buying a house through one of our Mastermind members. And he told the story of how he ended up with the money he did. He was buying a house at nearly three million and he was in his 60s. And he said he'd been walking through London in the 1970s, I think it was, 1978. And he'd come across this young guy who didn't speak much English and he was trying to shift a load of boxes and he helped him shift a load of boxes. And the guy had just come over from, I can't remember where now, a foreign country, Eastern European, I think. And he had, he said he was trying to start a business selling car parts and he was looking for a van. And the guy who was helping him said, oh, I sell vans. He said, well, I haven't got any money. And they did a deal where he could pay off over several months. So that's what he did. And over the years, they kept in touch. So we're now going back 50 years now of them being in touch with each other. I don't think they were firm friends, but they kind of kept in touch every few years and found out what each other was doing. Anyway, he got a call a few months ago, the guy that had done helping from the foreign guy. And the foreign guy called him and said, can you come around and see me? I've got, um, I've got something to give you. And it turned out that he had committed all those years ago to if he ever built up his business and sell, sold it, he would commit to giving the, his helper 10% of the proceeds of the business. And he sold his business for 200 million. So he gave him a check for 20 million pounds. Now, that is a phenomenal story. And it has been verified. It is true. And just from one conversation in 1978, look what's been produced from it. Because the guy that had he'd helped ran, what's it called, Liam? Euro car parts? Yeah, Euro car parts. So that is obviously a, a huge business. And because he helped him, he was able to create this amazing business. But if that conversation had never happened, if he hadn't said, oh, I'll help you move these boxes, if he hadn't put himself out of his comfort zone and put himself out of his way by investing time and effort in that conversation, then A, Euro car parts might have never got off the ground because he wouldn't have had a van. And B, this little guy wouldn't have had his 20 million pounds. So it's pretty phenomenal, really. What just a little bit of conversation with somebody you don't know can produce. Do you have a documented growth plan? And this is something that Phil and I are now much more fastidious about than we were when we opened. When we opened, it was, well, there's no plan whatsoever. I was going to say it was written down on a bit of paper, but it wasn't even on that. I think we had a whiteboard with a number of letters we were going to send out. And that was pretty much our documented growth plan. Now we have a growth plan for the year. We also look back on the previous year and figure out what we could have done better. And then we, we also plan by quarter. 
And then we break down that quarter or each of those quarters into milestones and projects and allocate the projects. So we've got a quite a detailed growth plan now and we know where we're going to be this time next year, five years, 10 years, et cetera. Which brings me on to the last question, which is, do you have a clear vision of what your business will look like in one, three and five years time? And maybe even 10 years time, depending on what stage you are in your business. If you're very, very new in your business, it's very hard to look beyond three years. And if you've been going for 10 years or more, you definitely need to be looking at least 10 years in advance. Having a clear vision helps you understand what path you need to be on, what obstacles you're going to face and what you're going to do when you get there. So clear vision is hugely important. So there are the questions. I'm going to share with you now three truths about growth that I believe to be true. You might disagree with me on, but I'd love to hear your feedback on it. So number one is our companies can only grow as fast as we do. So think about that for a minute. Our businesses can't be any bigger than we are, than we embrace life, than as we invest and as we spend time on our own self-development. The bigger we are, the bigger our companies are. The more we believe in ourselves, the more our companies can grow. Because anything that you do to restrict that growth will potentially sabotage the future of the company. I was chatting to a friend of ours the other day that's in our mastermind that we pay to be a part of. And he was saying he's getting to a certain level and sabotaging himself. He sabotages himself through his marketing. He knows his marketing is rubbish and he's not doing anything about it. And it's because he came from a background where we didn't actually have very much money and the money that comes in scares him. So he self-sabotages and therefore he's restricting the growth of his business, which brings me on to the truth about growth too, which is your business is being affected by your team's limitations. So I was chatting to a mastermind member just this morning and he said that three of his members of his team who are all ladies in their early 20s are all a bit too chatty in the office and they are probably bringing in things like I'm a celebrity uh, conversations and he feels like he feels frustrated because he feels like work isn't getting done. And I gave him some advice which is actually about being direct and and nipping it in the bud and making sure that you're protecting all three members of the staff because one person could be chatting, the other two people could just be chipping in. But if you let those three ladies determine the amount of productivity you're going to get out of that day and that week and that month and that year and the next five, 10 years, you're allowing them to affect the outcome of your business. So your team's limitations are your limitations, which are your business limitations. Number three, and the last one is how your feelings affect your thoughts, your thoughts affect your actions, and your actions affect your results, which actually means that your feelings affect your results. So how you feel about your business is the results that, that you get. It's going, to, it's going to be directly reflected in that. It's like looking in a mirror. But if you surround yourself with people who don't laugh at your big dreams, who support you and help you on your journey, who give you the right advice, the right support, put you in touch with the right people, pat you on the back, give you a bit of praise, challenge you when necessary. Those are the people who are going to be the difference between potentially you succeeding in your business and you're not doing. Jim Rohn said you are the average of the five people that are closest to you. And then that quote has been corrupted by people saying your income is the average of the five people's income that are closest to you. And both of those I agree with. I think your attitude is the average of the five people that are closest to you and possibly your body shape as well. What do you think, Liam? No comment, says Liam. So surround yourself with the right people and feed off their energy to make sure that it gives you a springboard to your growth. So those are the three 
truths about growth and some potentially some challenging questions for you to ask yourself as well. Something we do about every month or two here at the AJHQ in Windermere, which is where I'm sitting now, is a behind the scenes day where we invite agents from all over the country, all different types and sizes of agents, as long as they're independent, to come along and experience Ashdown Jones for themselves. We give them a delicious lunch. We have lots of Q&As. We show them around the office. They can take photographs. They can look at all our resources, including brochures and client handbooks and lots of other goodies that we have on display for everybody to look at and photograph. And we don't even make a charge for it. So if you'd like to know how you can get yourself on the next behind the scenes day, and we have to carefully select people because we don't want more than one agent per area in the room. So we don't have any competing agents and we only have room for about 15 people in the room. Then you need to go to the link that's in the show notes, which I think is, Liam's going to tell me now, fire-wave.co.uk. And then we think it's forward slash events. We'll put the link in the show notes and sorry if I've got that wrong. Should have had that in advance, shouldn't I? Rookie error. Anyway, thank you very much for listening to this episode on growth. I would be really keen to hear your feedback on it because growth is something that's really close to our hearts and our minds and we are genuinely and unapologetically obsessed by it. If you are too, let us know and we'll see you on the next episode. If you are feeling frustrated with the lack of growth in your agency and you're impatient to reach those ever-moving goalposts, then here's your invitation to find out more about if and how we can help you scale and build the agency of your dreams. All we want you to do is go to fire-wave.co.uk forward slash AJMM and that'll be in the show notes as well where you'll find full information on all of our amazing mastermind programs.